0: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, welcome. 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 You've made it to episode seven of What Happens in the Woods. This is our true crime podcast based up here in the Pacific Northwest. As usual, you know me, I'm your host, Jessica, your narrator, if you will, of this true crime tale. And as always, with me, my husband, Bryce, is here. Hello. Hello. And we're actually looking at each other yes. while recording this podcast,
1: yes, I'm staring Jessica into has- his eyes. Jessica has made it out of the closet.
0: I have made it out of the closet. I feel like, I don't know. It's a whole are, new world out here.
1: We are upgrading.
0: I'm kind of excited. We're the you Jeffersons. Excited?
1: We're moving on up. <laughs> okay. Yes, I can see your baby greens.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, so this is a new setup for us. There were some technical issues again, but hopefully everything sounds good on your guys' end. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm happy to be out of the stuffy closet. I'm not surrounded by moving blankets hanging from curtain rods and whatever.
1: Maybe we'll throw some pictures up on on the uh, Instagram.
0: Maybe. Of our yeah.
1: upgrade. Jessica's before sound booth and now our treated room. How about yes. that? Yes.
0: Yeah, we even have soundproofing up on the walls. It's it's a whole professional thing. It's crazy.
1: Yeah. Professional.
0: I mean, sort of. Yeah. I, we're getting there we're getting close mm. I don't know yeah um, even this though is going to be temporary as we have bigger and better plans for season two so we're we're growing we're changing we're learning we're loving and we're coming better for you all
1: maybe even uh, sooner
0: <laughs> how soon this is episode seven we've got ten episodes yeah and another bonus episode coming. So how soon?
1: What bonus?
0: On the 29th. Oh, it's yeah. A bonus because this month has five Fridays. It does? It does. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we're going to have a, a special episode. Um, I believe we're going to title it What the Fuck Washington.
1: Uh-huh. Okay. Stay tuned. I must have missed that meeting.
0: <laughs> you really did because it's been in my planner. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. So uh, this week, or this last two weeks since the last episode, we hit uh, a sort of a milestone. So episode two on the Green River Killer had over 100 dedicated downloads. Right on. That was... <laughs> I hate you. I don't know if looking at you is going to be the right call here. Yes, it is. <laughs> I need to put up a partition. No. Um, so yeah, that was kind of a big deal. That has seemed to be, I don't know, the most...
1: I don't Light. know what it is about the Green River Color that's resonating with everybody, but...
0: Because he's one of the well-known. So if anybody's searching, they're yeah. they're searching that. So I, I get it. I'm just... It was kind of a big deal, I thought. It Apparently, is. you don't necessarily care. I do. <laughs> um, we also had our first five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and... Might I add, it was not from somebody who is a family member or related <laughs> in any way. So, That's correct. I love you, Mom, and your support is beautiful. I love the support that we have from both of our families, but I feel like you were kind of obligated to give us some kudos, so I yeah. I appreciate it, but we actually had somebody that we don't know, don't know yeah. them from anybody, give us a five-star review, so Yay. there's that. Um. And if that wasn't enough, we had more interaction with listeners on our social media in the last couple of weeks. And I actually had, like, a lovely conversation with a Facebook listener or, like, a listener on Facebook who is from this area, but she lived out of state. And she actually found us from the Green River episode. So, that mm. was kind of cool.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, um, I know the website's been neglected. Uh, shame. Shame on me. Um yeah but i I'm kind of struggling with what I want to do with it. So
1: she's having an identity crisis right now?
0: Well, it could go in so many different ways, and I just I want to make it engaging. and I don't I just don't want to slap up shit for the purpose of of having it up there, you know I guess so i, I I'm thinking of some things. I have some ideas. I'm gonna work on them, so stuff is coming.
1: But. so the website may be messed up for a little bit.
0: Not messed up. <laughs> I will make it like right, mm. but I'm just not necessarily the website, but the the blog okay. portion of things. Let's put it that way. I'm not touching the website. Okay. I will just touch what I actually contribute to the website. Okay. Okay.
1: I just, I, I know I'm going to get that. Honey, come here. Maybe. I messed something up.
0: You might. But What's wrong why, with the website? That's why you're the tech person sure. and I am not.
1: And I will do what I usually do, roll my eyes and go, Ugh.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's accurate. Okay. Okay. Um, anything, anything you want to add? Any no. highs or lows?
1: Just thank you to everybody. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. All right. We're going to dive into the reason we're all here then. So this week's episode is what you might call a, a twofer.
1: Uh-oh.
0: <laughs> we have uh, two brothers who both became murderers. Oh. Um runs in the family. Well, that's the question. And that was kind of something um that I put on the hints for social media this mm-hmm. week. Um by the way, shout out to my friend Whitney who guessed correctly on Facebook.
1: <laughs> what,
0: who we were discussing?
1: What does she win? She get a prize?
0: I I don't have any prizes. Okay. I'm sorry Whitney. I I've I don't know. I'll think of something. I tried Whitney. I'll I'll bribe her with some coffee or or bribe her. I'll uh reward her with some coffee okay okay um so the crimes for these brothers are there's different circumstances the crimes are not similar as act aside from the fact that it's murder um the social media hints that were posted this week was you know is it possible that committing murder runs in families um so this week we are looking at dave and randy roth who both committed crimes in our beautiful state of washington
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So here's a little family history on the brothers. Randolph Roth and David Roth were born to parents Gordon and Lisbeth Roth. Mm-hmm. Randy is the oldest of the five. Um, there's two boys, so him and David, and then three girls, which for life, I me, mean, could not find their names anywhere.
1: I probably didn't want to be associated with them.
0: I'm Probably not. Um, the family moved from North Dakota right around the time that David was born, so like the late 50s. Mm-hmm. Um, In 1971, their parents divorced. It sounded like your typical, uh, the dad was abusive, the mom might have been a little bit nuts kind of case. They should not have been married, and they pretty much screwed up their children in the process. Um, But here's what's weird. So the brothers' accounts of their family life Mm -hmm. are exact opposite. Really? So, Randy was closer to their father, and he claims that his mom was unstable. He didn't have to, much to do with her mm-hmm. after they, um, the parents got divorced. He, even in later years, would go so far as to claim that she was dead. She, she was not, but he wouldn't claim her at all.
1: Mm. <laughs> You're dead to me over.
0: Um, David said their father was abusive and that their mother was loving and supportive. So they got completely different you know, I guess aspects or t- traits or Where, I don't know flip, you know parents just, were flipped.
1: it's their their version of life. I don't know, they make their own world. some people do that
0: well, I mean it, it's unusual um that their family life seemed different, but there again, perception is everything, yeah, so you know what I perceive in one way is based on my thoughts, based on my experiences, based Mm -hmm. on my life. And you could look at the same exact thing and, you know, not see it how I see it at all, which is the way it works most of the time (laughs) in our relationship.
1: Right? Sure. Yeah. I just Um, agree with whatever you say.
0: What I want. Makes life easier. (laughs) All right.
1: Happy wife, happy life. There you go.
0: Sure. If only you followed that, because most of the time I'm frustrated with you. Stop buying that. We don't need that. What are you doing now? What is it you're trying to do? Mm-hmm. Hmm. So what I would have liked to have done and why I was searching for the sisters is to see if they had some sort of account on their family life, because I think that would have solidified either one of the brothers yeah. or at least maybe um, given more light to yeah. why they felt that way. Um yeah, that it's just kind of weird to me. So I'm going to start with David's story first, Dave. Um, he doesn't have the notoriety that Randy does. I can't even find a picture of him anywhere. Um,
1: David Roth?
0: David Roth.
1: Yeah, he sings for Van Halen.
0: Yeah, that's who came up. <laughs> I'm not lying. I've seen so many pictures of David Lee Roth. Yeah. And I was like, damn, he looks familiar. Well, no shit. He's from your childhood. Yeah. Um, but that's not him. Okay. So most of the information that I found on Dave uh-huh. was information that you could access on Randy, which is kind of sad. He's not looked at as his, his own entity, I guess you could say.
1: But he's a little brother.
0: He's the, the second brother. He was the next born. Oh. So, yeah. Um, and his crime, while it's, it's not good, you know, murder's not good, it's not what Randy did. It's yeah. Randy went, like, above and beyond and was, I don't know, psychopathic or sociopathic. I'm not sure which one you would call him, but mm-hmm. he's something. All right. So his crime and his conviction— would happen before randy's so that's why i'm starting with him um here's what we know so in august of 1977 dave is driving on the bothell everett is it bothell 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 everett highway he's going to silver lake he sees a young attractive hitchhiker walking along the side of the road it's summer 70s looking for a good time um he thinks this chick's gonna be you know his opportunity to waste the day away i guess um, he stops his Chevy Nova which I just I was like okay this is like one of the most well-known iconic cars from the 60s and 70s mm-hmm. yeah um she gets in he states that they never like exchange names or info she doesn't know where he's from and yeah. he doesn't know where she's from yeah they take off to the store they grab some beer they head to a school parking lot and they party and of course the school parking lot is, backed by Woods.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So they have a few beers. They smoke some cigarettes, probably smoke something else. It was the 70s. Um, Dave decides that he wants to engage in sex and she's like, yeah, no, I'm I'm not. I'm cool. I don't want to have sex with you. No, mm-hmm. thank you. Um, she has to go home, but he distracts her with a, a peacock feather as sort of, some sort of a gift. And I, I'm reading these accounts and I'm like, a fucking peacock feather. <laughs> I'm... I was like, I'm sorry, what does this have to do with making me want to have sex with you? Yeah. Here's a peacock feather mm-hmm. that will, I, I don't know, it's like I'm strutting my stuff so that you see that I'm attractive. That's yeah. what peacocks, you know, male peacocks do with their feathers. I, or it distracts her somehow. I just, and where the fuck did you even get that? Where did you, you just had a peacock feather in the back of your Chevy Nova. Who doesn't? Maybe. Maybe they came with it was a, a package deal.
1: Maybe it was an option.
0: Yeah. Um I mean, one I,
1: feather. I could see a whole the whole plume, but not just one.
0: Yeah. it, it I mean it's a little odd. Okay. But um
1: She may have been under the influence.
0: Well it didn't it doesn't work. So oh. his she she's like, That's cool. uh, uh okay. I'm still <laughs> wanna go home. Yeah. Um so at her refusal he loses his shit. Basically, and he has a bungee cord, wraps it around her neck. There again, where did that come from? Mm -hmm. You just had that, you know, in one hand, the peacock feather, and then the other hand, the bungee cord. Just waiting for the outcome of her. They go together. Um, Wraps it around her neck, drags her into the woods. He chokes her to death. Um, And then he shoots her in the head seven times with a 22. A little excessive. Yeah. Um, he picks up the shells, he leaves the body and he drives off. He is so fired up that he shoots up his own car. So at one point he must've pulled over or he, before he drove off, he was so upset that he shot at his own car. Uh, there again, I don't, I don't get it.
1: I could see maybe that was building an alibi. Cause like, Oh, we got shot at, she got shot. Someone shot up my car so I took off she went in the woods you know maybe he's setting up an alibi I don't know no he, oh.
0: no he I'll get to that but no he he's just pissed off he's in a rage um, so I there again I paused um shot up your own car I also found it odd that he didn't even assault her he just killed her and it kind of to me was okay you. You wanted to have sex. Mm-hmm. That was the whole reason you were pissed off, because she didn't want to have sex. Yeah. You're willing to kill her. You're willing to choke her to death. You're willing to shoot her seven times.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But you would not have assaulted her first before killing her. Mm-hmm. You would, you're would. you willing to go that extra mile, but you would not have done the assault. No. Yeah, I don't know. She was not a, 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 um, assaulted that way. So... It was odd to me that she
1: wasn't sexually assaulted. She
0: wasn't sexually assaulted.
1: Obviously, yes. physically.
0: <laughs> right? No, she was. That's why I said that way. Okay.
1: Um.
0: I mean, I I don't know. I don't know if she's lucky that she wasn't raped before she was killed. Doesn't even matter. It just if you're comfortable doing one one thing, uh-huh. which is horrific, why are you not comfortable doing the other? Why didn't it happen? Um. So I also question. I don't. And I don't know if this is premeditated i don't know that i would consider it premeditated
1: because he didn't i don't think he planned on picking up a hitchhiker
0: no he planned on something that day i i feel like yeah the hitchhiker was just kind of a the oh this happened but he also had this feather and this bungee cord kind of ready to go yeah um so you know, it's kind of weird. He's distracting her with the feather, and then he wraps the bungee cord around her neck. She's distracted. She doesn't – I, I – yeah. um, all that aside, regardless, she did not obviously deserve what she got. Mm-hmm. Um, her body is found several days later by Barry Pickers, and by that time, she's unrecognizable. She has been out in the elements and decayed. Um, there's no identification on the body and there's just like some personal belongings in her bag, like her smokes and a couple items, but there's no ID. They don't know who she is or where she's from. So still to this day, she's Jane Doe. Oh,
1: that's she was, sad.
0: yeah, it's really sad. She was buried as Jane Doe. Um, and every once in a while, you know, every few years they'll put out more information and, and try to get, um, somebody somewhere that might recognize her. um, there have been quite a few attempts to identify her. There's, There was, of course, a composite sketch done right away.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, they sent – here's kind of creepy. They sent her hands to Virginia to be fingerprinted. I don't know. Um, they mm-hmm. also – Just
1: in hopes that someone would recognize it. I, in the 70s, I think it wasn't as prevalent. You know what I mean? It's – they well, didn't have a computer data. Maybe the FBI. That's why they sent it to Virginia.
0: No, but what what confused me is Seattle had the capability. Like Seattle, as a, a metropolitan area, mm-hmm. had the capability of taking fingerprints. Yeah. Why could they not have taken the fingerprints and then sent that copy to Virginia? What was it about physically meeting the actual hands? I don't know. The i I was kind of confused on that. I had not heard of that happening in like any of the green river stuff any mm-hmm. of the i it's weird um then they also had at two separate times um they had forensic artists do a mold of her skull to try to recreate what she would look like and um Dave actually has been really helpful with the information that he did have
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know hair color eye color characteristics that he does remember, mm-hmm. um, he he has provided that information willingly. Um, they also try to have some of her dental work identified. So all of this throughout the years, so this was 1977, all of this throughout the years has led to nothing, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to link some information to the website when we put the episode up and on social media of her description mm-hmm. um, and some information about, you know, if you... Think you might recognize her? Here's who to contact, um, because I I feel like the more this type of thing gets spread around, mm-hmm. it can only lead to better things.
1: I know you guys can do it. Our small but mighty community.
0: <laughs> we can do it. Yes, somebody can can do it. Somebody kn- will know something. Um, so it's it's been a very long time since her death, but the the police are still hopeful that they will somehow get her identified. Um, they have DNA that can be tested against other you know dna so as that collection of of dna you know expands they can run it against that and see if they can find anybody so at some point hopefully she will get identified but so uh, they don't know who she is Mm -hmm. and he's not found so how did they find him and connect him to the crime honestly they got lucky oh so the day before her body was found, authorities responded to a report of a man waving a rifle in a park. They come across Dave. He's um, actually one of the sheriffs that's responding to that call. Yeah. Comes across him driving on the highway um, erratically in his shot-up Chevy Nova. <laughs> He's high as hell. They pull him over. They find a bunch of weed in the car along with uh, the loaded 22. Um, They impound the car, Mm -hmm. they have the rifle, and Dave serves the night in jail on charges for marijuana. So without knowing, they have the murder weapon, they have the person responsible, they have the car he was driving. However, it would take them two years to get it together, to arrest him. Two years. Two years. Jesus. So shortly after he's released, Dave had let it slip to a friend some details about him killing a hitchhiker. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, this friend in turn calls Seattle police who in turn contact the sheriffs where they have the car and the weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, what is frustrating is that it's two years for them to get a ballistics match on the bullets. And that's, that's outrageous. Even Why in 1977. Two years? Yeah. I don't know. Um, so, I mean, they kind of need that to be able to make a charge, Yeah, you know, they need to make it stick. So Dave is finally arrested on January 18th, 1979 on charges related to the failure to show for the marijuana. Mm-hmm. Once they have him in possession or in custody, they question him and he readily admits to killing the hitchhiker to Jane jo. Um So in November of that year, he's charged to first degree murder and life in prison with the possibility of parole. So I want to know during the trial, his mom and his sisters, um, they were repeatedly interrupting the proceedings, acting ridiculous, um, claimed at some point that there was a media circus and that um, he didn't get a free, fair trial, um, basically because the girl was not identified, that it just kept getting rehashed and rehashed. And um, it, it was kind of ridiculous. Yeah. So at some point they had to stop showing up, but they were very supportive of him. Um, He was released in 2005, and he has since stayed way clear of the law. Mm -hmm. He served his time. Um, He doesn't want to have much contact with his family or his old life, understandably so. Um, He just – he seems to want to go on peacefully living. Mm -hmm. He served his time. He um, has been helpful to the investigation to try to give uh, sheriffs any information that he can. So um, he's just – you know that's where it ends for him. So unfortunately he still has to go on knowing that he committed this crime and the family has not been able to grieve. Yeah. Um nobody's been able to identify her. They don't know anything about her and she, you know, doesn't have her name. He took her identity from from her. So it's um I think that sounds like it it might have been um Determining factor on him utilizing his time in prison to get his shit together. That's good. Yeah, it is I good.
1: And that's what prison is f- supposed to be for, reform.
0: Right. Um, yes. So now we'll go on to Randy. Okay. Um, he's definitely what you would consider the better known of the two. Mm-hmm. Um, he, as far as crimes, um, definitely... a a sick asshole. So Randy is also a convicted killer. And, um, he was also convicted on charges of insurance fraud from the deaths of two out of four wives. So
1: (laughs) two out of four.
0: Oh yeah. Um, I,
1: are all his wives dead?
0: No, Oh no, not all of them are dead. Um, two wives are dead. So I'm looking up his information and I'm looking at his picture and I'm thinking I'm on Murderpedia. And I'm thinking they got the picture like the picture doesn't match the dates mm-hmm. of of his life. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking they're wrong on the dates. I'm thinking they're like 100 years wrong. Right. Because you look at him and he looks like this old timey. I don't know. um Barkeep. Yeah. From like the 19th century, like the turn of the century, Uh, his hair is parted down the middle. It's kind of wavy and it kind of like has the wings in the front Mm -hmm. and he's got this long mustache and he just, he's kind of, the picture, he's like kind of staring off to the side. It was a very 80s picture Mm -hmm. that could have easily looked like 1910. Yeah. And all I'm picturing, and he's got like a tie on and everything. I'm picturing him wearing this like striped vest with a towel over his arm. And I'm thinking these, this is, this couldn't have happened in the eighties. Yeah. Like where the fuck is this guy from? It's comical. I'm going to, but that's the picture that's out there everywhere. Like you can barely find any pictures of him. That is the one picture that you can find readily. Okay. Um, I I had to laugh. It just, I was like, the eighties were horrible. <laughs> they were horrible. <laughs> People were not attractive. And this asshole manages to get four whole wives
1: yeah.
0: and and a few girlfriends.
1: Well, I mean, that look and, and that time, they're probably like, oh, this is different. And then that's why he had four and girlfriends. I know. They probably just found out the bullshit. and were That's like, what's yeah, we're scary
0: out. is I, now that I like, think about it, yeah, a lot of people look like that in the 80s. It was, it was a thing. Yeah. It was a whole thing. It was disgusting.
1: Yeah, well, the eighties was a different time.
0: Yeah, I feel I feel like they were just they need to be forgotten in some aspects. All right, so we know much more about Randy. As I mentioned, he had no love for, for his mom. Um, seems that he had pretty much a disregard for women in general. Mm-hmm. Um, in high school, he had steady girlfriends, but he had to always be in charge. He was very domineering. He didn't want anybody that had an opinion. Um, And he was pretty much known as an all-around asshole and and bully during high school years.
1: Right on. Yeah.
0: Um, In 1973, before he graduated, he joined the Marine Reserves. Uh And then he um, actually graduated from Meadowdale High School in Linwood. Okay. So then in August, um, he actually commits a a crime uh, before he ends up going into basic training. So August is 73. He decides to hold up a tire store in Linwood and he gets about 240 bucks. He actually doesn't get charged at this time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he ends up a month later in San Diego for basic training um, with nobody being the wiser. Basically yeah. he attends training in camp Pendleton to be a clerk, which Randy finds tedious um, he makes it about seven months before requesting a hardship discharge. And after about 10 months in service, it's approved. So one report states that it was because his mom sent a request that he be discharged because she needed his help um, to support her. She was living off welfare and not doing well. Yeah. I kind of find that a little hard to believe. It's it's possible. I don't know. But. Um, given that he didn't have good regard from from his mom or for his mom. Yeah. Um but another stated that he just didn't think military life was living up to his expectations and he didn't like being a clerk. Mm-hmm. He um had idolized, you know, war movies about yeah. Vietnam and didn't look anything like that so while he was like stationed the, like in Like it Mokinawa. was advertised. Right. Um so you know, Take that with what you will. Who knows? Um, So he comes back home to Linwood. So he doesn't even make it a year. Mm -hmm. So he quickly gets engaged after coming home. Um, Doesn't quite work out for him. Turns out Randy has a side chick and they get accused of burglary of the fiance's parents' house. So him and his side chick rob the fiance's parents' house. Um, The fiancé finds another woman's purse at her parents' house that nobody claims, and it leads back to Randy and his girlfriend. Um, The two are charged with burglary, but charges are also added for the armed robbery from before his stint as a Marine. Oh. Yeah. So he serves time in jail. It's about a week. Um, Then he's ordered to stand trial. He pleads guilty at the trial, and he gets off with probation. Okay. So a few months later, he marries the girlfriend, uh-huh. whose name is Donna. They move around a bit um, while he jumps from job to job. He's just pretty much all the way around loser. Um, she has a four-year-old daughter when they marry, and eventually they have a son together. So his only natural child from any of his relationships. Um, in February of 1980, he unexpectedly files for divorce from Donna. Uh-huh. She would testify later, um, testify at the trial later on. She had no idea why. She thought their relationship was great.
1: Uh-huh.
0: She had no idea. And it caught her, like, out of the blue. He filed for divorce, and that was that. He didn't even give her a reason. No. Yeah. Okay. Um, by late 1980 to early 1981, he meets his next wife at a Parents Without Partners meeting, which absolutely kills me because Gary Ridgway met one of his wives at those meetings too. <laughs> so like the number of of sexual predators and met murderers and serial killers at those meetings
1: mm-hmm.
0: it just must have been like extraordinary. Wow. Yeah. It, it's uh, yeah. So but I it's, don't
1: I mean it's a group where people have they're, I guess they're kind of vulnerable. They're single yeah. moms with children, and they're looking for partners. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're, like, looking to talk. And
0: right. and For
1: a sociopath, that's just a – It's a I field guess. day. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't think that the two of them would have ever, like, crossed paths necessarily because of the timeline of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just – I don't know. Kind of – it just – Small circle, I guess, of (laughs) serial killers and murderers. So he meets his uh, second wife, um, whose name is Janice Miranda. Mm -hmm. And the two are married and moving together in the spring of 1981. She also has a daughter from a previous marriage. Um, The very month that they are married, Janice's car, which is a Pinto. Sweet. um, Like another total classic 70s car. Is reported missing, and he collects a decent insurance policy on it. Yeah. Um, what later comes to light is that he may have taken the car to where he worked mm-hmm. and caught it on fire.
1: Oh. He
0: was actually let go from a job because he, he started a fire there. They suspect it might have been her car because he was trying to get rid of the evidence. Mm-hmm. He then starts to control the marriage, and friends notice that Janice just isn't acting like herself.
1: Okay.
0: So in September, um, the couple purchases a home in Mount Lake Terrace, which, from what I can gather, was a very nice area then, and it still kind of is. Uh-huh. Um, they have they have this new pretty home, and our friend Randy insists that they get a $100,000 term life insurance policy because, he says, you know, in case the worst— happens
1: on her or just him
0: it's on both of them okay um, in case the worst happens you know the house will be safe if something happens so the policy took effect November 7th of 1981 mm-hmm. and Janice would be dead just 20 days later from a fall of over 300 feet off of uh, Beacon Rock Wow yeah um so they're Surprise, hiking. It
1: lasted 20 days.
0: Well, he had to plan it. Oh, uh, they were hiking on the day after Thanksgiving. And he says that she, you know, they were on this narrow, treacherous part of mm-hmm. the hike. And um, he was trying to help her. Got her, you know, took her hand and she slipped and she just fell to her death. Um, the only witness is Randy. And he, which I you would have to. I this was before cell phones. I don't even know if you now to this day you would get cell phone service out there, but he had to leave her to go get help. Yeah. Um, somebody mentioned that in a news article and, and you know mentioned it like, well, he left her to die. Well, he'd have to
1: leave. Yeah, he'd
0: have to, you know. Um,
1: and at that time you'd have to find a pay phone. Right. Hopefully you had a quarter,
0: or you know you'd have to find where the nearest like because I'm assuming this is like some sort of national park, so there's a, a person working there. Yeah. You know, um, the the story is really sketchy that he gives authorities, and it's uh, contradictory mm-hmm. at at some times of him telling it. So officials question him and they suspect that, you know, she didn't fall. Yeah. Um they kind of do like reenactments and it just would not have been possible. Um it took them hours to find her body. Jeez. Yeah. Um so unfortunately they can't prove anything. Obviously after a fall, you you've passed away. Yeah. So there's no, you know, disproving that that's what happened. Um, they couldn't find anything that might have happened prior to the fall, like any injuries that might have been prior to that. Yeah. Um, so they just they don't have any significant proof. So the very next day, Randy arranges for Janice to be cremated
1: uh-huh.
0: and he files an insurance claim on their policy for the hundred thousand dollars. And he doesn't tell anybody, including her daughter, uh-huh. that she's dead. <laughs> okay. Her daughter that lived with them would later testify that her mom, um, just a few days prior to this incident, would show her where some money and checks were hidden in an envelope behind a dresser drawer. Yeah. Um, and that if anything were to happen to her, that her daughter was supposed to take it. And at the time, her poor daughter is seven years old. She doesn't understand what her mom is trying to tell her.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. And she she said, "There's nothing's going to happen to you, mommy." And it just broke my heart because yeah. something really bad did happen. Um, but it, but she wasn't even notified. It was like a week later. He fakes a phone call or gets off the phone. And he said, you know, hey, that was the hospital that called your mom's dead. Huh. And that that was it. So, I mean, the, I don't know exactly what story he had given everybody, but it wasn't that she was dead. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And that he had her cremated, it was possibly like, hey, she fell and she's in the hospital and nobody can see her.
1: But like, what I don't get is if you're telling your seven-year-old daughter that here's some money and some checks, if something happens to me, then take it and run. But yeah, if you were in such a bad situation, why wouldn't you just wouldn't take you the leave? money and run? Right. Yeah, That's, I, don't, I don't understand. If you feared for your life haven't. that much to make an escape plan for your daughter. Okay.
0: Well, I mean that here's the thing. I mean her daughter knew that much. Maybe she had an escape plan and this happened before she could execute it. Maybe she mm. just hadn't shared that with anybody.
1: But I mean if you're already to that point. Yeah. It's it's done. I mean if you're fearing afraid. for your life, That if something happens to me, take the money and go.
0: Maybe she was too afraid to tell anybody. Yeah, it's it's hard to know. It's it's just really hard to know. Yeah. So when the daughter, after that phone call, and he finally fesses up that you know the mom is dead, Mm -hmm. when the daughter tries to go and get the money like Janice told her, Randy caught her and he took it. Um, she ended up going to live with her biological father about three days after that in Texas, and she never saw a penny of it. Um, Randy apparently had promised, like, oh, I'll send you, like, her school records and, and you know, all of her stuff and her mm-hmm. toys, and they never got any of it. Um, never got any of her mom's things. Mm-hmm. Got nothing. Um, so, finally, the news of her death is is made public and on December 5th, a memorial service is is held for her. So by April of 1982, he has his insurance payout and he buys a new house. Two years later, he sells that one. He buys another house. Uh, While living in that house, he makes friends with um, some of his neighbors called the Godwins. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, he promptly begins having a sexual relationship with their young daughter, who was a minor. Sweet. Uh, yeah, he gets a while away from, or he gets away with it for a while. Mm-hmm. Even though her parents acknowledge later on that they knew about it. Mm-hmm.
1: Um. And is this in the same place, Mount T-
0: was- Washington? Yeah.
1: Um. Or where they? Move? Oh, T- you're talking about Mount Lake. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh yes, I believe this this house is still in okay. that area. Um so Godwin, you know, later on when he's questioned before the trial for what happens later on, um he also would note that Randy claimed to be like a hardened Vietnam vet yeah. and he would relay stories about that that would it, just for some reason Godwin had like this suspicion that he was bullshitting him. Uh-huh uh Godwin w- was an actual Vietnam vet, and he just pretty much knew it. Any- anything that Randy was saying was bullshit. Nice. Right. right. Um, during this time, Randy was also screwing his son's babysitter, and that has- husband knew about it as well, but didn't say anything and let it continue on. Mm-hmm. Until uh, one night he came home and they were laying in front of the fireplace at the wife in the husband's house. And he was like, if you don't get out of here and leave my wife alone, I will go to the authorities. I'm done with this. But what I can gather is everybody seemed really scared of Randy. They were scared and didn't know what he was capable of doing. So everybody tiptoed around him. Um, The neighbor would actually uh, commit insurance fraud with him at one point. So I, I think he was also scared that he didn't want to go. You know, he didn't want to get in trouble with that. Yeah.
1: yeah. Charged with insurance fraud.
0: Right. So wife number three comes into the picture in 1985. Mm-hmm. Uh, Randy meets another Donna, Donna Clift, while shopping in a convenience store. And the relationship is like a blip. It's quick. They marry in May and mm-hmm. in September they're divorced. Same year. Um, she claims that he was a dick to she had a three-year-old daughter mm-hmm. um, the entire time they were married. And after Randy takes the family on a rafting trip that mm-hmm. ended with Donna, like, afraid for her life, um, she says, yeah, no, thank you, motherfucker. I'm out. And that's the end of that. Oh, she's smart. She she got smart real quick. Um, not long after that, Randy tries to find wife number four in a woman named Mary Jo Phillips. And everything seems to be going really well. Mm-hmm. She is very enamored of him. Um, he doesn't really talk about himself much, and she doesn't know anything about wife number two. Um, but when he mentions to her that you know he really wants her to get a life insurance policy, yeah, uh, before they get married, uh, she tells him, "I am an uninsurable. I had cancer, and I cannot get a life insurance policy." Oh. He grows cold, ends the relationship, and she didn't hear from him again. And that was that. So she really lucked out. Uh, From about 1984 to 88, Randy has about four different jobs. Mm -hmm. He gets fired from each one. Um, In 89, he is in court because an insurance company tried to nullify a policy that he had, stating that he had committed fraud. Somehow this asshole ends up walking away with $30,000 from the insurance company. So he ends up monetarily gaining from their lawsuit on him.
1: It's probably just a settlement. Uh, just yeah. shut up, go away.
0: So then in 1990, wife number four comes into his life. Um, this is kind of where it it's tragic. So the two meet while at a Little League game for their kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has two sons that are around um, the same age as his son, a little bit younger than his son. Yeah. Her name is Cynthia Baumgartner. Um, she is the perfect target for his schemes, basically. Uh-huh. Um, she had previously been married, but her husband had passed away from Hodgkin's disease, so she was left pretty well off from, you know, their policies yeah. and things that she had. Um, he, Randy, kept his prior relationships a secret from her. Um, because she kind of is religious and doesn't want to marry a divorced man. She doesn't believe in divorce, Mm -hmm. essentially. Um, So he tells her about Janice's death, but not about the other two wives. So essentially, he's a clean slate. Um, And of course, he doesn't mention the insurance fraud or any of that. (laughs) Um, The two are married just a few short months later, and they begin their new life with Randy selling his home again Uh and buying a bigger, better home in Woodenville, which is another, like, swanky suburb of Seattle at this time. Uh It's like wine country. Uh I don't know if it was exactly that in the 90s. But it's, like, this quaint little picturesque little wine town, basically. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm thinking Sonoma, you know. Um, And you guessed it. He bought more life insurance policy. Sweet. Right. So their relationship deteriorates, like, almost instantly. Cynthia realizes that Randy is domineering. He wants to be in complete control. Um, There are accounts that he was extremely abusive to all three of the boys, so her two sons and his own, um, making them do, like, um, things like kneel on rocks as punishment um, like gravel or run around outside in their underwear no matter what the weather was um, doing lunges back and forth across the, the lawn until they could barely move their legs Um just weird and unusual punishment for mm-hmm. kids that are like 11 years old and under you know
1: yeah
0: um and again, her closest friends and family noticed that there's a huge change in her mood um, and her behavior, and mm-hmm. she just is no longer like herself. Um, she regrets the marriage, but due to her religious r- religious beliefs, um, she won't seek a divorce. So ultimately, the choice to end the marriage is taken away from her because she is drowned to death uh. while rafting with Randy and the kids at um, Lake Sammamish. Some mam-ish. I'm saying it wrong. Some, Some amish. Um, and that was July 23rd, 1991. It's just shy of their first anniversary. Um, one thing I wanted to know is this is the same lake that Ted Bundy abducted not one, but two young girls on the same day.
1: Oh, the same day.
0: Yes, he took, and it was a a packed like park. Like everybody was at the lake during this time. Mm-hmm. He made off with one girl, and while um, uh, police and people are investigating and looking for the one girl, he made off with the second girl.
1: Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so, again, it's just like there's this – I don't know. Is there a handbook that they, like got circulated in the 70s and 80s and 90s about like where to go and Maybe. where to be and how to do this shit? Maybe. Or Maybe. It just feels, I feel like there's this weird vortex in this area.
1: This weird convergence of yes. serial killers and murderers <laughs> at Lake Sammamish on this day right. in
0: 1991. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe they're haunting the place. Maybe they're like, hey, do this. So Randy's account, um, if you want to believe him, is that they are out on the raft in the lake the kids were in the swimming, designated swimming area where they had lifeguards. Mm-hmm. Um, they were swimming in that little roped off area. Her and Randy get on the raft and they go out. She decides she wanted to go swimming. Mm-hmm. So they find a little area where, you know, it's it's out of the Secluded. main. Secluded. Yeah. Of course. Um, they're both in the water on either side of the raft. And then her, like, he says a, a swell of water from a speedboat came and tossed the raft. Mm-hmm. And Um, uh, Cynthia got trapped underneath it and he says he eventually got the raft turned over um, got her on it but that he was a poor swimmer and it was difficult he also claims that he was delayed in getting her to shore because he had to find his glasses from there was two bags on the raft that had some of their stuff on it
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, he had to find the bag that had his glasses in it
1: okay Velma
0: (laughs) So he said that he was afraid that he couldn't make it to shore because he couldn't see. I I need glasses for distance. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that at some point I would know, listening, that there are people on a shore mm-hmm. knowing the direction that I came from, that I would just go back to that direction and mm-hmm. I would kind of try to find the people that I heard. Right? Yeah. I You know, but there again, I'm not a, a murdering insurance frauder, so... Um, so when he finally pulls into the shore, he located the boys who had been left in that designated swimming area for Mm -hmm. hours at this point to go and get a lifeguard quickly, but not too quickly because he didn't want to raise, uh, like cause a stir so that, you know, emergency services wouldn't be able to get in. Yeah. So basically he was like, run, walk, whisper to the lifeguard, tell them your mom is drowned. And, and don't create a panic.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. So rescuers would try to resuscitate Cynthia at the scene, but she was pronounced dead. Witnesses claimed that Randy was calm and detached while the rescue team was working on her. He was, like, leisurely rowing to the shore, even after lifeguards were trying to signal to him and get his attention that he could not come into the designated swimming area. Mm-hmm. So they saw him. If he had... His glasses on and he could see them and they're waving to him and Mm -hmm. they're saying, no, you need to go over there. Why wouldn't you be like, hey, come to me. I'm in trouble. There again, I'm not a killer. I don't know. Um, It was even said, and he confirms this during his testimony, that at the trial, you know, he's talking. He gives over 20 hours of of testimony himself, which is, in my opinion, you're an idiot. You need to shut the fuck up. Um, you didn't do yourself any favors. So while they're working on her, trying to resuscitate her, he's calmly um, deflating the raft and folding it up and making sure that everything is good to go so that when the the like rescue team is ready to go, emergency services is ready to go, that they have all their belongings and they're ready to go with her. People didn't even recognize that he was there with her that he was associated with her whatsoever.
1: Wow. Right. He just totally disconnected himself.
0: Completely. So he obviously was not comforting her children or his son Mm -hmm. during this time. They're standing there watching their mom, you know, dead, essentially. Yeah. Um, He's not concerned with what's happening. He is folding a goddamn raft. Um, People also said – Um, that he, at one point, had, like, kind of walked off Mm -hmm. and was not interested in what was going on at all. People, like, they were asking, is anybody with her? And the sons were like, yeah, he's her wife. This is our stepdad. And he's, like, off to the side, like, (laughs) la-di-da. Right. Um, It was also said that if something had fallen off the raft, it would have sunk instantly in the lake. So the sheriffs did, like, a reenactment several Mm -hmm. times to see – if the raft had come over her head, would there not have been air trapped? Yeah. There, yes, there would have. Yeah. She would not have drowned from that. Um, and she was a good swimmer. Um, also, the bags that he said he got his glasses from
1: mm-hmm.
0: would have had to have sunk instantaneously.
1: Like, is it the deep part? I don't know. Yes,
0: they were in a deep part. Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, deep enough to have speedboats be able to go through. Okay. So, yeah, you're not in the shallow part of the lake. Okay. So you would not have found those goddamn
1: glasses. No. Essentially. No. And if he's saying he's not a good swimmer, there's no way he could have got all the way the hell down there.
0: No. So on the 25th, just two days later, Randy's at the bank
1: Mm -hmm.
0: emptying the accounts and Cynthia's safe deposit box. Mm -hmm. And he puts a a claim on file for her nearly $400,000 life insurance policy.
1: No, that's not suspicious, at all.
0: Not at all. Nope. Um, unfortunately, an autopsy would state no foul play was suspected because she did drown. There wasn't anything. I mean, he probably held her under, but I I don't know. Unfortunately, they, they don't say anything is suspicious. So investigators had the feeling though, um, they had to take their time. Mm -hmm. They had to build a case, um, because they pretty much immediately knew that he was shady as fuck. Um, Just like with Janice's death, there weren't any witnesses um, like right there with them. Um, There wasn't any evidence, but they just knew that it just wasn't right. So they began talking to friends and women that he had previously relationships with. They searched the house where um, Cynthia herself left quite a bit of evidence on the type of relationship they had. She Mm -hmm. had written like this – they call it a poem. I'm not sure if it was just maybe her –
1: journal no yeah Diary.
0: but in it she says uh Cynthia or Randy doesn't love Cynthia Randy hates Cynthia Randy is not happy with Cynthia um he doesn't like the way that I do that but she doesn't she names herself in the first person so i think that's why they consider it a poem she never says me or i mm-hmm. she says she says her name and she says his name so i it was it was kind of odd um very depressing because if you think of somebody who's being emotionally, maybe physically abused mm-hmm. in a relationship, that they have to disassociate themselves to put something down in paper. Mm-hmm. I it, it, it just kind of really made me sad. Like, how much have you just given up?
1: Or yeah. yeah.
0: That you can't say, I my husband hates me. My yeah. husband definitely does not love me. It's, it's first name basis. She's
1: definitely third personed herself and is looking at the relationship from outside and disconnected herself.
0: Right. It's it's sad. Yeah. Um, and it's really sad because of her religious beliefs she would not have, s- have looked for a divorce. Yeah. So while there, um, they also find a, a shit ton of books on Vietnam, mm-hmm. purchased uniforms, wore memorabilia, um, some of which had tags and receipts with it. There was also stolen uh, machines and equipment from his numerous jobs that he should not have had at the house whatsoever. No. Um, another stunning find was scuba gear that they would learn that Randy knew very well how to use. He was a very strong swimmer. They found his instructor, and his instructor said he was exceptional. Sweet. Right. Um, and Like I said, reenactments on the lake would prove that shit just could not have gone down the way he said it did. No. Then they started finding the pattern of the insurance fraud, as well as just trying to get, like, survivor benefits Mm -hmm. for Janice's daughter, whom he had no custody of. He had her for maybe two weeks after Janice passed away. And then she went to her dad's. So he tried to get survivor's benefits for her. Um, Basically, all of his lies, all the bullshit caught up to him. And they just built this case based on what a shitty person he was. Mm Mm-hmm. So in October of 1991, Randy is arrested on charges of first-degree murder and the death of uh, Cynthia. And the trial would end with Roth being convicted on April 22nd, 1992, of um, three charges. So first-degree murder, uh, theft from home insurance, and theft from Social Security. Um, I would add that there is no mention of his mom or his sisters at this trial making a scene. They couldn't, at this point, have given a fuck.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, they'd they were quiet on, on this. Um, so currently he is in Washington state penitentiary serving time on his 50 year sentence. Um, he had possibility of parole after 37 years, which would have been last year. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's still there. So I highly doubt that he'll be getting out, um, anytime soon.
1: Um, Where's the state pen? Yeah. Where is it?
0: Washington state pen. Yeah. Isn't that in Walla Walla?
1: Oh, I don't know.
0: I thought so. I could be wrong. I could be very wrong. Um, no, I think it is in Walla Because it was Walla. on that island, and then they moved it. I, okay. I'm not sure where it got moved to.
1: No, I'm pretty sure it's Walla Walla. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm sure people will correct us if not.
0: I'm sure, yes. I There again, I probably should know that, so I'm sorry. Um, so the thing is, all of this was really for nothing because Cynthia had changed her will prior to her passing away. So really the only thing that she could do Um, in the new will, she named her close friend um, guardians for her son. So he could not apply for survivors benefits Mm -hmm. and he couldn't get anything that she had left to the boys. So the life insurance money was to be split. Unfortunately, his name was on the life insurance, so he was entitled, but um, it was to be sent Or, I'm sorry. So, it was to be split between her sons and Randy's sons. So, if he had not been convicted of the crime, he would have been entitled. However, there's something called the Slayers Act, which makes him ineligible to receive any of the benefits.
1: Oh, yeah. If you're found out, uh, yeah, if you're the cause of it, you can't get the benefit.
0: Right. So, somehow, though, Randy's dad is named the trustee. Um, which I find really weird, but the um, the guardian of Cynthia's sons filed a lawsuit against Randy's family having any access to it. So basically, she says Cynthia was coerced and manipulated into starting that policy, mm-hmm. and um, Randy's son and his dad shouldn't have anything to do with it. It should only be the son's her son's money. Yeah. Um. So. That was that was a lawsuit. I don't know the outcome of it. I can't find um, – if I really probably had been searching through court records, I probably could have found something. I don't know how long it took is the problem. So I don't know how what years I'd have to focus on. Um, so, I mean, hopefully that ended up well for her sons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's also a report from 1998 that Randy was looking for love – quote unquote on a prison pin website it's possible he might have gotten married from a woman with a woman from that yeah. pin pal site I,
1: I don't doubt it because a lot of women are fascinated with prisoners or murderers or right. people that have been in the spotlight it's weird yeah it's even weird how people get married in prison so
0: right I you're right I I find it odd that I don't know I how do you have that right? <laughs> like, how do you, especially what you did? Uh, yeah. Um, one thing that I wanted to quickly mention is Anne Rule, who um, is pretty famous because she actually knew Ted Bundy. Mm-hmm. Um, and she wrote a book about him. She's a pretty famous, well-known author. She um, wrote a book called a rose for her grave and other true cases. That it, for the most part covers Randy's story. In that book, there's also a little bit of info on a guy by the name of Richard Marquette.
1: No, we've way. just,
0: I've, I swear to God, we've connected every one of these damn episodes that we've done.
1: Yeah,
0: well. Um, aside from Susan Powell and the Rafe family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did not know that Marquette was mentioned in that book until researching the Roth brothers. So uh-huh. I would have mentioned it had I known that. But it just again, everything full circle. Yeah. It yeah. Connecting the dots up here.
1: Wow. I think it's still a weird thing that he was there at the same time. Ted Bundy kidnapped those two.
0: He wasn't and it wasn't the same day. Oh, Ted it wasn't, Bundy was years oh. earlier. Oh, no. No. It just, he kidnapped two ladies on the same day.
1: At the lake. At the lake. Okay.
0: Yes. But this was like a whole decade later. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I I didn't say that correctly.
1: No, I get it now.
0: Okay. Um, So there we go. I mean, what do you think? Does intent for murder get passed in some genetic code? No. Yeah. No.
1: It may have been their upbringing because I don't unless there was something in their family way back or any in their lineage, I you know, I said, good, good people, bad decisions.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, I think, yeah, I honestly, I, the crimes they both committed were horrible, but I think in David's case, um, it was maybe some, some sort of like temporary insanity. Like you said, good, good people, bad decisions. Um, I, you could say he maybe had some idea premeditated with the bungee cord and the peacock feather. But um, I would say that from everything that I know of of his story and what I can find, he used his jail time to better himself, and he paid his dues. Yeah. Um, I would say Randy was a planner, and he knew exactly what he was doing at all times. Mm-hmm. And he just couldn't have given a shit about who he hurt along the way. Yeah. Um, Obviously, you're willing to kill a woman with her kids nearby and see the horrific, you know, thing that happened to their mom and you don't offer any comfort. Um, So, yeah, let us know your thoughts on this. Where do you guys chime in?
1: That's crazy, isn't it? Because not only are the two different accounts of like growing up, but they're two different like kind of murders.
0: Yeah. No. Completely different.
1: David was the the rage. It right. was like in the moment, as to where Randy was all planned out,
0: right? Yeah,
1: and methodical, and I'll have to set this up. Just like when he drowned her.
0: No, I mean, he really He's preparing and, the, and the raft
1: so we can get out of here.
0: Yeah, like, it's it's funny because he says in both cases for Janice and Cynthia that. Where they went in their outing mm-hmm. was the woman's choice. So he's saying that his wives chose to do those outings.
1: Which is weird because he's totally um, domineering, you know, right. has to be in charge. And for him to say, oh, yeah, no, it's my wife's choice. He's just, again, trying to push blame, get everything off of him.
0: Right. Well, how else do you make it look like an accident? Yeah. Well, she wanted to come and do this. I don't even swim well. Yeah. Yeah. So there we are. That's the story of the Roth brothers. Wow. Yeah. Just the the connecting points in this one. I was like, how many other names are going to come up? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There we go.
1: I'm still digesting. Sorry.
0: Okay. I, I mean, I know you don't speak too much. I do. Do you? Yeah. You do the the speaking of the words.
1: I speak of the words. Yeah. I'm not good with them.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Last week you were chatty, Kathy.
1: Yeah, there's funny things. In there. I guess <laughs> not funny. I don't know.
0: I you gotta find a bit of humor in something. It's I mean it's all it's all heavy stuff that you know crime is it's yeah. heavy. It's it can be very depressing. There's got to be something that you know
1: lightens the mood lightens
0: the mood i guess
1: yeah. so i mean tell us what you guys think head us up on social media i said jess is uh available I mean, she she look. look oh no she's the one that posts and she's the one that that answers a lot so head us up on you know instagram facebook we do have the group or the website i said we'll be changing some things on the website but mm, to, to better interact with people how about that
0: Yes. The, I mean, that's the goal. I just really want to interact with people who know some things about this area and are interested in this type of thing. Or, yeah. I think it's all better when we all come together.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: So, it's okay. well, it's been real looking mm-hmm. at, at your face. It's different. It's different. Yeah. I yeah.
1: don't know. I don't know. How'd you like my eye rolls?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I. I'm used to them, I guess. I just kind of, it's like you tune out a voice. Yeah? (laughs) Yeah. I'm used to your eye rolls. No. But that's all right.
1: That's not me. That's you. You're the eye roller.
0: I mean, I can't even stop it at this point. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. And until the next time, stay out of the damn woods. Bye. Bye.